With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today on episode 132 of Typical Chicago Fans, we have Singers and Floaters, TCF Sports Minute, our weekly pick threes, the MLB season preview, and a TCF top three of MLB logos. Let's roll. Hello and welcome to episode 132 of Typical Chicago Fans, brought to you by our incredible sponsor, Connect Roasters Coffee. Make sure you follow the Twitter main page at typical underscore Chicago. Head to Facebook and Instagram and give those pages a like. YouTube, make sure you subscribe there on the Typical Chicago Fans page for all of our content in video form. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, wherever you get them. We are there. Uh, make sure to follow Zach at Z, Lilia TCF, Maddie at schools underscore zero one. And I'm on Twitter at Boomy TCF. Boys, the MLB season is officially here, uh, but the weather does not feel like it at all. No, rainy, crappy, cold. It's supposed snow. to snow. Ugh, Ugh. I'm not here for this right now. Absolutely not. I thought we were over this, and here we are. This is not spring we're never weather. It. We're never, we're never going to get out of it. It just feels like it's like a never-ending cycle. But hopefully, uh, this weekend it's going to be somewhat decent. I think on Sunday they said so. Let's hope the day you want to be the day you want to be inside on the TV watching round four of the Masters. So yeah, exactly. Give me the snow that day. Give me the crappy weather that day. Yeah. I, I'll complain right. less than I normally do. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> but. It is what it is. Let's jump into things as always with sinkers and floaters. And my sinker this week is work. Um, I'll get to it. My floater. Uh, I am going to be off work here uh, for a little bit, but uh, the nation's oldest active park ranger is finally retiring at the ripe age of 100. Uh, shout out Betty Reed. Uh, so skin, she announced Thursday she has been uh, with the Park Service for 15 years in Richmond, California, and she has finally announced her retirement. Uh, I'll be honest, when I'm 100, I hope I've been retired for 40 years. Um, and I don't even know if I want to live to 100, but that's a yeah, 100 is really for- old. 100 yeah. is really old. Yeah, imagine working till you're 100. I don't know. I guess if you love the job. Fair. What makes you want to retire now? Yeah, right. Why well, just write it out? Yeah. But I guess I mean, 
You're 100. That's when they you go, I retire now. Yeah, it says that she led tours um, at Wait, the Rosie the... To have a 100-year-old working that job? That's a good question, Zach. But like I said, she led tours uh, at a park and museum uh, honoring the women who worked in factories during wartime. Uh, and she her own walking experience. around. Yeah, but I don't think it's like a super big museum. So it, it might be something a little bit smaller. Um, but, you know, like she's probably more physically fit and active that, at, at 100 than I am most days at 31. So, you know, shout out her. Uh, that's a hell of a run. You got to respect a good run. That is true. Is that, th- is that all your sinker? Yes. We can talk about your spring break, how you're on spring break. That's my floater, yeah. Uh, okay. I can I can give it out. I'm on spring break. No, we're not but... going to talk about that right now. Um, oh, I'll get to it. <laughs> my sinker is picking the right line at the grocery store. I never, like, I go to this line. Then this line is quick. And then I go to the other line, and the other line is quick. It's like I never can get to the right line where it's going to be quick. It's always the one that's, like, the first in front of you has got, like, 50, 60 uh, groceries. I, I never pick the right line. It's funny you say that, Zach. It's funny you bring that up. I was at the gas station today grabbing uh, a drink and some chips on lunch, and I was nice, and I let this guy go in front of me because um, he, did, he didn't think he had any, you know, any, more than one thing. And my line just slowed down. Apparently he had cigarettes, uh, some scratchers, and had to pay for his gas. Meanwhile, the register that he had come from that I let him come in from uh, – I think it went through like three people before it got to me. So um, I feel your pain there, brother. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if it's just, I don't know. I don't know if I am. Uh, I got the yips maybe. I don't know. Maddie, you seem like a guy. We've talked about how much you enjoy grocery shopping. You seem like a guy who can hunt out a good line at a grocery store. Yeah. It's you go for the veteran cash register, you know, cashier. The woman who knows, like, yeah, it's it's all about label placement. They know where the labels are. They know how to attack the labels with the scanner. It's it's a system they've been doing for 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 years. So you find the veteran um, veteran cashier, and uh, as as far as bagger, you don't want too young because uh, they they don't give a shit. And, and frankly, you don't want the veteran bagger either. You want kind of want the young up and coming hot prospect bagger. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. Someone trying to prove themselves, maybe shooting for assistant manager someday, working hard, you know, knows how to pack the eggs with, you know, certain uh, other soft, fragile items, not throwing, you know, a gallon of milk in a plastic bag with, uh, you know, a bag of chips. Shit Are like you good that, enough you to remember thing. a face that you go like, hey, I remember, uh, you know, Susie and aisle yeah. seven. I'm not a time. name guy. I'll just put it that way. Okay, that's fair. But, you know, like I know there's a lady at the Walmart uh, that I go to the most. And I will, if I'm walking in, I'll take a quick peek down the rows of cashiers. And if I see she's there, I'm going to her. I don't care how long the line is. I'm going to get out of there probably faster than anybody no, in yeah, even you, a shorter line. In my opinion, the two, it's the two, the two man, two, two woman game, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, veteran, veteran cashier, hot, you know, hot shot prospect bagger. You're good to roll. That's, that's the line to hit. There you go, folks. Don't say we never taught you anything. Maddie, what's your sinker this week? Uh, my sinker, boys, and uh, it's kind of a sad story, obviously. It starts out with, uh, in the D.C. area, a young rapper um, 
get, was shot and killed in a uh, in a burglary. It sounded like in his car. Um, so obviously, really sad. You don't, you don't like to see young people passing away like that. Um, where it really took a turn, though, is uh, his friends and family decided to honor him in a little bit different way. I heard about the story on Hard Factor, so shout out. We gave that podcast out last week as one we all liked a lot. Um, they kind of brought this story to my attention, but yeah, this 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 guy. Uh, friends and family decided to uh, have a memorial for him. They had him embalmed at you know the the morgue and all that stuff, and and then they took him to a club and. But how him up. can you? Like, how do you just was... take somebody like that? Isn't it when like they go and do that? Like you can't just be like, hey, I'm going to take this person. Yeah, like you can't be like, I'm here for Bill's body. You can you throw you it in the, the truck? Picture of that article from TMZ here because this was uh People have to see this. This guy That's literally propped him up, threw, threw designer clothes on him, gave him a crown, you know, go, good night, sweet prince kind of thing. And uh, and you know what you they know, didn't do? Got to one last night at the club, and everybody apparently had a, uh, a good time. It seemed. 40 you know bucks ahead. Wild way to honor somebody. I, it didn't sound like the bar uh, knew what was no, going on No, they didn't tell either. the bar. Uh, yeah, so kind of fucked up situation to say the least. But, man. I, there's a way to be honored. Um, you know, that I got to ask you though, if, if this happened to you guys, where would you want your body to be honored for a couple hours one night at? I guess a strip club wouldn't be bad. <laughs> uh, Lodi tap in Utica. There you go. I'm going I enjoy to a strip club. That strip club sounds fun. <laughs> what about you, Maddie? Where do you want to prop you up at? I think like uh, fucking Times Square, just oh, right yeah. in the middle of everything, too. Just, just throwing everybody for a curveball, you know. Like with the, the thumbs up, just sitting there. Yeah, never been Smiling. to New York either. At least like since I was like a, a very young child that I could remember. So I might as well just uh, go hang I out there. For got, about four I finally got hours. to New York. You, you just travel <laughs> yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah, you know, people like street theater. Those people okay. act like you know they sit there and like human like live statues for four hours. This is me. I'm just fucking dead. Either that or uh, the two restaurants in town that I eat. Shout out Marshalonis or Taco Madre. Just put me in the corner. I'm there all the time anyway. So, but, yeah, you were just wild. You'd be scared of the customers. Situation here, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. Is an insane. I saw that story. That is bananas. His name was uh, outstanding rapper named too Gunu. I like that. Gunu. That is a good name. Yeah, I like that name. So, breast Sad story though. Not not to like you know, make light of his death or anything like that. Apparently, this is, like, a big thing in, like, some Caribbean countries to do this, uh, in, like, Haiti, maybe the Dominican Republic, that, like, this is not like insanely the, Like uncom- the gift of the guys dancing with the uh, casket. Yeah. Like, so that, that gift gets me every time, too. It just, mm-hmm. it just hits every time. Every time you see it, you giggle. I, fair point. Uh, let's move into our floaters. Uh, I'll start off with mine, and that's spring break. Uh, I'm on spring break till uh, April 19th, and I'm very excited about it. So, um, yep, cool. Zach, what's yours? <laughs> the jealousy, <laughs> the jealousy just reeks through the screen here. Well, speaking of that, uh, my floater is the Lakers being eliminated from the playoffs. If you see this yeah. here, this is LeBron James. He plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. They did not make the playoffs mm. this year. Isn't that but Boomy's you favorite know, team? They're not going to be in the playoffs? Did, did you know oh, that my favorite team is in the playoff, dummy? His second favorite team is – well, his second favorite player. Well, his first favorite player who makes his second favorite team, whatever yep. team he's on. Um, 
Yeah, there's no they, allegiance to the actual Lakers. The allegiance is to LeBron. That's disgusting. That's um, even weirder, dude. Don't uh, care. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the Lakers, every game, they put like a, every loss, they have whatever picture they have on the scorecard or whatever. And it's never been LeBron. Uh, Not once think? this season has it been LeBron. It's been Malik Monk, like, I think 20 times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got it. You got to Unfortunately for Malik, you got to put him on the losses. And you, I feel like you'd, you, they should just pick one guy and just make him the guy on all the loss. Like, we'll pay you, you know, an extra 500000 but you're going to be on every tweet with a loss. But, yeah, no Lakers. In the- yeah, it really makes me really sad that the Lakers aren't in the playoffs. I'm on spring break. I'm over it. Good for you. You were, you were never sad. You didn't even know probably about it until you got an update on your phone. About the Lakers? Yeah. Uh, I saw it on Twitter last night. That's what I thought. Maddie, what's your floater? All right. I, I've, it's kind of been my uh, my go-to the last the once a month that it seems to be happening right now. But uh, we have a hell of a night on Saturday night in the UFC. That card, uh, UFC 273, uh, we get uh, Korean Zombie, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky for the title, Aljamain Sterling, Peter Yan for the title. And then the big one, Gilbert Burns and Hamshat Shemaev, the uh, the the number one, probably the number one prospect in the UFC. Um, heavy favorite right now is on DraftKings at I think it's about minus, yeah, minus five ten now uh, for Shemaev. Um, yeah, I think he's ranked tenth or eleventh. Fighting Gilbert Burns, who's you know been a title contender, just recently lost to Usman, I think about it eighteen months ago, and. Um, you know, he's, what, number two, I think, in, in the welterweight rankings. So that fight is uh, the one I really, really can't wait to see. Chimaev's just like a – he's like can't miss. So this should be a great we, card. And Peter, Peter Yan is just a – Peter Yan's fucking dynamite, dude. Like, that the guy UFC is, just, is doing nasty. it right. The UFC yeah. is doing it right. They have uh, just awesome doing, it's, event it's, after it's awesome event. NFL. It's basically the NFL. It's once a week. You get a, yep. bit, a long stretch of the day. It, it, it's perfect to gamble on. It's like 15 minutes, you know, it's just boom, boom, boom. There's no lag between the fights. I don't know shit about fighting. I don't know anything about the technical side of the fighting. All I know is I like Jemayev. He picks guys up, slams them to the ground like he did in that last fight, and, you know, picked up Lee, uh, was it Lee John Long or whatever, I, the Chinese guy, just literally carried him around the ring and was talking to Dana White saying he wants a fucking champ. Like he's carrying a guy around and then slams him to the ground. I have to watch this guy. You can't yeah. not see something like this. And it's just, you know, like Peter Yan and Sterling, those guys have been going back and forth at each other on Twitter for what, since their fight when Yan got disqualified for an illegal knee. And, uh, you know, those two hate each other and like genuinely hate each other. Yan is, is nasty, dude. That dude is just a maniac. He's an unbelievable boxer. And I don't know. Should be a great, great night again. Couldn't, I mean, can we just talk about how amazing of a nickname the Korean zombie is? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's good, top good nickname. level. Too bad he's going after another good nickname in Alexander the Great, too. So yeah, well, even uh, Volkanovsky is just a great last name. Those are two yeah. top-tier names, period. That dude's a former, I think, former professional rugby player, and now he's like he's been like a nine-time title defender. Uh, this guy is significantly a thousand times cooler than any of us will ever be. I mean, yeah, 
He's a bad, Fuck bad you. dude. Plus from Australia, you know, he's just like, you know, is there snakes in half and oh yeah, you know, rides Stop crocodiles waiting. to work and shit. Yeah, for sure. Is there something you guys think that in the human brain, uh, at least the male human brain, that like guys punching each other in the face and like body slam? Is that just something that like we're drawn to for some reason? Uh, so they've been doing it since the gladiator days. Man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's fun to watch. Yeah, it's always a always a good time to watch someone get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, so absolutely, UFC along with MLB uh, season MLB season kicking off. Uh, but we got some other stuff we got to cover here in the TCF Sports Minute. Uh, Bulls unfortunately starting. Uh, I shouldn't say starting. Still continuing to hit the skids. 45 and 35. They have fallen to sixth in the East. Fortunately, they are still two games up on the play in. Bonzo Ball officially done. Um, guys, I, I'm worried. The, I, I said last week I had the panic button out, but I'm hovering. My, my, my skin is making contact. I haven't pushed it yet, but it, it's not good. They're not very good right now. They kind of stink right now. It's unfortunate. Um, Alonzo Ball not going to be back. Zach Levine still fighting that injury. Um, it's going to be good experience for the team making the playoffs. They won't have to worry about the play-in game. But even that, like they they lost the night they clinched. Like I yeah. don't know. This just seems like the end of the season's kind of been. It's been tough. Um, I think they beat the the top five teams one time. One yeah. time, and that's. That's insane that that team is in the playoffs, but not having to play the play-in game. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't really know how to feel about it. I mean, they're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, we're going to be excited for the the playoffs. They're most likely going to play the Bucks, which we saw how that went uh, the <laughs> other night. So, not good. I think it's a good point to be made on Twitter that a lot of people are like, everybody's saying like, oh, how disappointing the end of the season has been. Like, this is our first – Playoff I'm not, I'm not disappointed. It's just, right. It's been a tough ending. Right. And, and I think if we go ahead and look at it, like, in the future, like, this core should be together for, you know, a good amount of time. Like, if we look at getting to the playoffs, you know, scrapping out, you know, one, two, maybe even three wins somehow, like, being there and getting that experience as a core and, you know, then looking for the future. But it is slightly disappointing in the fact that how the season started it to, you know, where if the, if it was flipped and you struggled at the beginning and you were hitting your hottest spot right now, and you climbed your way into the fifth or sixth seed instead of falling to it, you might have a little different out, outlook, but playoff basketball is great. We haven't seen it since Dwayne Wade was a bull. So I'll, or that season that he was on the bulls. So uh, I'll take it. Maddie, what do you got on the bulls? Yeah, it, it's – I don't know. They've just kind of ripped all, like, hope away with, with the way they've played against – what was the stat that against top, the top four seeds? They're 0-17 or something like that. 1-16, uh, I think is 1 1-16, there you go. Like, it's just like – doesn't give you a whole lot of hope going to the playoffs. Um, it would be really nice to have Lonzo Ball. Obviously, that's not going to happen now. Um, but, you know. They've got talent still. It's not like they don't have uh, guys that can put the ball in the hole. So you hope they can maybe steal a series and, you know, anything can happen after that. Absolutely. You got to get in. Good experience. Let's just say that. Yeah, it's not like you're going anywhere. 
Yeah, it's not like the, you know couple, it, they got a couple more years that they can roll with this core. Well, for sure, uh, the Blackhawks uh, won't spend a ton of time here uh, winding down. Maddie, how many games do the Blackhawks have left? Do you know? Uh, I I don't. I I couldn't tell you off the top of my head like that. Um, I don't know. It's it's one of those. Um, they're definitely towards the end. I, usually, it's like I don't know. They probably have four games left. Three games. Left, okay, I think. twenty-four, um, thirty-five, and eleven like is where they sit right now. So, so that's fifty-nine, seventy, seventy. So that'd be twelve more games then. Yeah. So getting towards the end. There you go. It's just that that team. Talk about just like all hope is gone. Like that, all, all hope's gone for for a while with that team. You know, unless they yeah. somehow, uh, you know, hit a home run in the draft here, but I. You Even know, at that, like, they're, it, I think, they're not one I player think they're away. A lot of, yeah, well, for sure. And they're not – I think, like, I'm pretty sure their first round of this year is only top two protected or top three protected, yeah. something like that. So, you know. And I, right now they up. are the seventh worst team in the NHL record – or points-wise. So. Uh, in the, yeah, well, they're seventh in their division, too. So, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Not good. Whatever. But, no, the the whole thing too with Taves, where it's just like he seems miserable to be there, and the Hawks kind of seem miserable, and you know, yeah, they're at seventy games, so what they got twelve left, uh, whatever. Get through the end of the season, and see what you can do in the off season to build around these guys. Oh, for sure. Um, also, this weekend the Masters, we're gonna have to throw it to our guy P. Goy. He is the golf master around here, and uh, throw it to him to cover the Masters tournament in Augusta, Georgia, this weekend. All right, what's up, guys? Got some Masters plays for you for the 2022 Masters Tournament. Uh, we'll start with the outrights. Uh, again, if you want to see the entire breakdown of the card and how I'm betting everything, you can go to our main page at typical underscore Chicago for all that information as far as, you know, how I'm betting each market. Uh, but the big card here is uh, Justin Thomas, 13 to 1, starting it off. Big Justin Thomas week this week. I think he has a really good shot to win. So we're going to play him outright and a couple other spots as well so we got jt uh 13 to 1 morikawa 22 to 1 daniel berger 36 to 1 sam burns 37 to 1 uh louis oosthuizen 40 to 1 adam scott 50 to 1 and mark leishman 70 to 1 so those are the outrights there um the top 10 is gonna be justin thomas at plus 110 again i think he has a great chance to have a good showing this week so we're gonna take him uh there as well uh, top 20, Xander, uh, Daniel Berger, and Adam Scott. Our head-to-head markets, we got six head-to-heads. We've got Colin Morikawa over Victor Hovland. Xander over Will Zalatoris. Louis over Bryson. Bryson is just in not great form right now. Uh, if you watched him last week at the Valero, he couldn't hit the map off the tee. So uh, I just think you know we'll take the better ball striker there as well. So we'll take Louis over, Louis over Bryson. We've got Corey Connors over Russell Henley. Brooks over Rory. Um, that's a good price, too, at plus 130. If you can find anything in the plus money range there on Brooks, go ahead and take that as well. And then we've got um, Adam Scott over Tony Finau. Uh, just, again, the last two guys. Two guys are just not in great form right now with Finau and Bryson, so we're going to take uh, Adam Scott over Tony Finau. Past champ versus a guy who just is not great form right now. Um and then our first round leaders, these are fun bets, you know, just kind of throw stuff at the wall, hope it sticks. Um, Jordan Spieth, Xander, Zalatoris, 
Bubba Watson. And then our long shot is Tom Hoagie at 95 to 1. Good ball striker, hits a lot of greens. You know, maybe he can get something going, post a good number, and see what happens. And then we have a couple of miscellaneous props. We've got Bryson and Finau to miss the cut, both at good plus money odds there. Again, just two guys not in great form. So we'll try to see if they can't, uh, you know, have a good bad, have a bad, uh, you know, Thursday, Friday, miss the cut. And then I have a, a hole in one prop here. Um, in the last, since 2019, there have been four hole in ones, three of them coming on the hole number 16 in the final round. So I found a prop at BetMGM. If you want to bet a hole in one, yes, in round four, you can find it at plus 125. So we'll we'll take uh, a little, little shot on that and see if we can get a hole in one in round four. So that is the card. Again, go to typical underscore Chicago on Twitter. Find the big breakdown of how I'm betting everything there. And good luck. Let's cash some tickets. Shout out, P. Goy. Uh, always look forward to the Masters. I, I'm very excited, uh, again, to be off of work tomorrow. I get to watch first round. Um, Tiger's back, obviously. Um, but, Zach, you made a point earlier. You don't really uh, get into the gambling side of uh, golf. Matt, you as well till you know, Saturday, Sunday-ish. Is that where you guys kind of start to jump in? Or That's usually where I try to, like, that's where I probably throw a little more out just because I – hopefully have a little bit of of a feel who I think is, you know, playing well, who's like, doesn't look rattled, who's kind of, you know, who's been hot in the last few weeks and maybe riding a wave, that kind of thing. Just kind of putting all of it together. Uh, you'd like to have a little more data because you never know, just so, someone shits the bed in the first round and they're just not going to come back and win the, win the you know, win the tournament. Right. So I'd like to see where people are at a little bit. You lose some odds, but still, I mean, you can catch in a, in a third round, um, you know, you can catch a five, six, seven hundred, pretty, pretty good chance of winning. Um, you know, still that at that point in the tournament. So, um, I did take Kepka uh, to win. Um, I do like him, um, but it's, it's one of those things. It, and I, I think I mentioned before we started recording, I got him at plus two, and I think now he's down to plus eighteen hundred. So I do feel like I got a little bit of a bargain there. For sure. I think I got Rory on an odds boost to win, and then I think I took Bryson to finish top 10 right now. But I'm kind of like you guys in that same aspect. Like, I'll start delving into it a little bit more Saturday Bryson, night. Bryson Bryson always just worries me at Augusta because he's trying yeah. to get the ball so damn long, and that you just can't. You're not. Yeah, it's hard part. to get away with. That course is not built for him. No. That's true. I'm hoping, that like, a Rory wins. I hope it'll be fun. I do too, Zach. I like Rory. I would love that. I would absolutely. Victor love Victor Hovland, Victor Hovland's a guy I think might be. I think it might be his turn. He's been, he's one of those guys that's been in the top ten, top fifteen. It seems like in every tournament, not quite like pushing, fighting his way through, but he's always in the hunt. And it doesn't just seem like he makes a lot of mistakes. Seems pretty calm under pressure too. It's another guy I'll probably throw a little bit on too. There you go, folks. Go sprinkle on it. Uh, before we move on, we have to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Connect Roasters Coffee. They've got the best coffee around, uh, best coffee that you could buy on the internet. Uh, they work with our guy, Dom Frederick, Ian Happ. You know it's good stuff. Those guys are not going to consume bad It's also coffee. in the new Obvious Shirts store. Yep. And uh, we, me and Zach were just out at their headquarters the other day. Phenomenal coffee. Uh, great people. Phenomenal. Uh, Yes, and like you said, even better people. 
Uh, so make sure you check out their website, connectroasters.com. Follow them on Twitter at Connect Roasters. Uh, go get you some good coffee uh, for the upcoming baseball season. Uh, boys, let's move into our pick threes this week. I've only got one, and you guys know I'm a Jersey head, a Jersey freak. Uh, so to prepare ourselves for this beautiful MLB season, we know that uh, there will be some City Connect jerseys coming out here soon. Um, but we got to look at last year's. We've only been given one so far this year, and that's the Washington Nationals. So uh, we're going to have to pick three of last year's, the 2021 MLB City Connect jerseys. Uh, does anybody want to go first? Do I just want to go three of them? Yep, give am me I your top go off three. Of, am I going to go off of these? Because I don't really know any of the rest of them. No, these were the only ones they released. They did not do oh, one really? team last year. Oh, okay. So... I will go um, Wrigleyville. Uh, I do like the south side. Um, and then what's the bottom left? Uh, that's actually Diamondbacks. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do those three. I don't really get why the Boston's yellow. Uh, that is the Boston Marathon colors. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. So, Zach, I'm sorry, my headphones cut out. Which which three did you pick? Wrigleyville. Kind of like that one. Southside. Actually, take it back. I'm not. Eh. I'll do it. I'll do Wrigleyville, Southside, and then I'll do the Arizona Diamondbacks. All right, Matt. Which ones are you taking? I, I agree on the Diamondbacks. I like the Serpientes is great. The champagne yes. colors, uh, the champagne colors, outstanding. Um, and then I'm going to stick with Boston and Miami. I like the yellow and I like the orange for a little bit of color pop. Good choices. Um, and if you remember right, the Dodgers once they actually wore the same color blue pants with those kind of like the Cubs did with the Wrigleyville. Um, I'll stay away from Chicago. I'll give you my three. Um, I also really like that Diamondbacks one. That's a phenomenal color um i'm actually going to go with the giants i love that sleeve with the golden gate bridge on it uh not super crazy about the gradient g but that's a good i like a good uh white and orange mix and then i will also go with uh miami i think that's a good uh a good color scheme good pinstripe um mm-hmm. I, the boston one's not bad though i'll be honest that's a it's also a jersey color combination you don't see super often so the only I'm one not I'm, a really... fan of the, I'm not a fan of the socks uh script i like the color like the black with that white pinstripe looks awesome yes i agree that weird like old english that, that would that would that would be that would, that would be one. that would that would be my fourth would be the White Sox one, only because I I would pick a different script, I think. The Diamondbacks one is sick. Yes, I, I got to get one of those. I do like that a lot. I'll be honest, I don't like the Dodgers one very much. Um, Me either. It's just I don't like think it's it, so basic. Yeah. The Cubs is pretty basic, too. Yeah, I wasn't super crazy about the Wrigleyville one when which, it first came out. So which one have they released, Boomy? They released the uh, Washington Nationals, and I'm not crazy about it. They are uh, doing – it's like dark steel gray, and it's got pink poppy flowers all over so, it. Like, Will the Cubs not have one this year? They I wouldn't like count certain, on it. I'm guessing they're only going to do like 
if they only did what was that uh seven, seven. of them they're they're probably gonna do seven different teams this year yeah i would assume you're not gonna see any duplicates but you but probably also look at um where you're gonna want the teams like, that sell yeah what cities <laughs> yep, sell yep. the most and chicago right. always gonna sell uh dodgers always gonna sell uh boston gonna sell I would put a lot of money on either one of the New York teams and the Los Angeles Angels, I think, are going to get one this year. They're obviously, you know, Shohei and then they're different pickups. Um, but I think I think those three might be a lock. And, and like you said, with the White Sox being as New, good as New they, York would make sense to get, do the same yes. thing they did with Chicago where they cross town, you know, teams. Whatever. For sure. And probably, you know, you'd probably get a team out of Texas. I, I, the Rangers, I don't know, but the Astros. You I could mean, do a sick one with the A's, too, in my opinion, with like either the green or the yellow. Except for, I, and I agree, Matt, but that owner doesn't deserve any extra revenue. So it's true. Uh, we'll use uh, that baseball talk to jump into our MLB season preview. Uh, we got the Cubs opening up today. Um, in Chicago against the Brewers at one. I'm excited, boys. I understand. I uh, there's been a lot of whatever going on in the off season, and not a lot of expectations for this team. But guess what? The season's here. The lineup's not. It's pretty good. I think this lineup is a pretty good lineup. I'm not going to say it's going to go win you a World Series, most likely. But this is a good lineup if they do it right. I mean, you got the DH now. Um, I don't know. The pitching, the back end of the pitch rotation is going to be tough. Um, but I, I love to see Justin Steele in there. I love to see him in there at number two. That means they have confidence in him. Um, and then Stroman, who me and Boomy will actually see on Saturday. So we're, uh, we might, unless yeah. they don't play Friday, um, which I'll see. It'd be cool to see Justin Steele too. Um, but I'm excited. I'm not saying like there's a ton of expectations, but I'm going to go into this season. Excited to watch baseball. I love watching the Cubs. It's just, it's one of my favorite things to do is get it on almost every single day throughout the season. Uh, so I'm excited. Yeah, I think that uh, realistically right now looking into it, I mean, I want this team to compete for one of the expanded playoff spots, you know, whether they make it or not, whatever. I don't. The division I, not, isn't crazy great either. I mean, the Brewers are good. The the Cardinals are good, but it's not like they're going to – I don't think they're going to run away with it. I I think the Cardinals might win this division by I, – I, that's a good point, though. Now that I think about it, I I'm think – I'm not the, saying the this... Cardinals aren't going to win the division and maybe – or they're maybe not going to win – or uh, they're not going to – they're going to be pretty good. But I'm not saying th – there's, there's a lot of maybe things that could go on in the league. I don't know. I don't know. I'm yeah, just trying to be optimistic. Yeah, I, I'm kind of right in the middle. I think that, you know, you compete for, you know, as long as you can, you stay in it. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of sucks. You know, we started this podcast. We were right in the middle of, you know, expecting another World Series. And now we're like, man, I really hope, you know, we can, you know, maybe push 85 wins and, you know, give someone hell in the first 85. round. And then let Jesus, that'd be – that 85 would be outstanding for this roster in my opinion. Dude, what do you I think, think I of this? saw them projected in the 70s. Yeah, I think 72. Yeah. But, like, what I, the way I, I – mean, the reason I said that is because what's the number you think they got to get to get into that, you know, that expanded playoff spot? 80s probably. Oh, no. Okay. The expanded playoff gotta, spot, probably high 70s, okay. low 80s. No, you're going to need to be – you're going to need to be at least 500. 
So yeah, that'd be low eighties. At least eighty one. Low eighties. Yeah, low eighties. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say eighty four gets you in. Okay. If they get eighty five, if they get eighty five, they're in. I'm gonna say that's your benchmark. That's what. But you the problem is, there's a division out west is. who might have three teams trying to be that's in. That's what I'm saying. Them yeah. and the, but the the east is damn good too. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I mean, it's just saying there's, it's. The National League is very good, especially I think the, you add I on think both, the DH. I think, I think both the West and the East have three teams that would win. Each of those divisions have three teams that would win the Central. Yes, I think that's an accurate. See, that's what statement. I'm trying to say. That's what I'm also saying, though. I think that the of all the divisions in uh, the National League and maybe even baseball, it's one of the weaker ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's for the taking of it. For a team to get like have one of those magical years, it's there for the taking. That's for sure. So I just for hope sure. it's enjoyable, fun to watch. Opening day is always the best. Opening day is it's a, it's a dawn of a new uh, a new season. Yeah, we're zero it's, and zero. You best. win, you go. We're one and we're one and zero. You just hope. You just hope. Like by by June first, you're not like you know yeah. fourteen and twenty. Yeah, you really had too. Like even saying how good of seasons we've had in the past. A lot of them haven't started off very good. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. That is true. Yeah, you hope by June 1st you're not, like, scouting out South Bend Cubs tickets just so crazy you can go thing? see some prospects. Ooh. Iowa Cubs are going to be fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, they got, they got Brennan Davis in the two spot, P.J. Higgins. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, I think that, you know, the, the hope of, you know, Picking up Strowman and Suzuki, I'm a big fan of. You know, I, I, I'm not holding, like, I don't think he's going to come in here and be Ichiro or anything like that, but, like, kind of that new hope of, of things. And, you know, there's some prospects. There's not a ton of prospects coming up, but Brennan Davis, you know, you hopefully hey, he see him picked, at some he point. He could have picked any team in the league, and he picked the Cubs. That's good for the that Cubs. That is true. That is true. Uh, but just tempering expectations and, you know, but at the end of the day, it's it's baseball every day and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Uh, on the other side of town, a little bit different expectations. Uh, we're going to throw it to uh, Twitter, uh, Sox fan extraordinaire. We got Brian Knights on the show to talk about the White Sox and what we expect out of their season in 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest to welcome to the podcast this week. He was most recently the winner of the 2022-108 tournament of the best White Sox fan on Twitter against some fierce competition. Uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find a bigger White Sox fan than this guy uh, right here. He loves the Southsiders uh, and sees nothing but red as well. So big Bulls fan. He's on Twitter at Brian Knights 3 Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Knights. Brian, how are you doing, my man? Hell of an intro. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Man, shoot. Baseball season is here. We got th- – this is great. It doesn't matter the weather outside, snow coming, whatever. Life's great. Best time of year. Amen. Hey, you still riding a high from the 108 uh, championship? It, it's died down a little bit, but we get to call ourselves champ for a year. So <laughs> the first few days it was like, I can't believe I fucking won that. But now we're uh, – it's it settled in a bit. And we're the champ. Being a competitive person, any type of win, especially in a tournament like that, is just awesome. It got it got the juices flowing, especially when the polls were as close as they were in those final two matchups. It it, it was like October baseball. It was unbelievable stuff. I felt like you were <laughs> actually in March Madness basketball. Yeah. 
legitimately. Instead of losing everything, like I usually do. <laughs> uh, but for those who don't know, uh, what is the 108 tournament? Uh, it's I, This was like the fifth year, I think it was, and it's just the From the 108 guys do a fantastic job with it. Um, running a Twitter tournament of White Sox Twitter personalities and just a bunch of polls. Beef Loaf does a great job uh, racking out the bracket. And uh, it's just you fire off content, and that tends to get you wins. You don't fire off any content. You tend to get smoked. Because so, yeah. uh, it's, just... it's, it's strictly a Twitter uh, a Twitter poll. So if you don't get the, the tweet out there with some kind of exposure um, yeah. every so often, your tweet's going to get lost in uh, in Twitter. Yeah, you tweet the you tweet the poll once in the morning and nothing else the rest of the day. You're cooked. So you got to feed it with some videos and good stuff like that to try and get the people that aren't already your core audience to vote for you. And, and you uh, were on vacation. You were on vacation, so you had a beautiful background too. <laughs> yeah, for the, for the first round, I was in the Dominican, so that uh, oh, that's awesome. That that definitely helped with with the drunk content. <laughs> <laughs> And so, obviously, we're talking here in, you know, early April, late March. You got a banner, at least on the way, that you can hang in the rafters because banners fly forever. You got something uh, coming in the mail to commemorate the win? Uh, we got the we got the statue on top of the bean t-shirts that uh, dropped mid-tournament. So, those will always be, I guess, tied to the win. Um, and we're, we're waiting on a trophy to get shipped from uh, My Sock Summer. So, we'll see what the trophy looks like. I have absolutely no idea. Hopefully it rivals my socks or uh, summer of George's squirrel from last tournament. And I can't wait to see what it is. Fired up. You, you also gave away a, a Latos signed baseball. I did. I got a, I still have it. I have to, uh, I have to ship that out, but uh, yeah. See, my that's, guy, that's, Pat, that's how you win tournaments like this. My guy, Pat's getting a, a statue on the bean shirt and a Matt Latos signed baseball. <laughs> what more could you ask Not- for? Invaluable. <laughs> one in a million yeah just a random batting practice ball from whatever year he was on the team yeah that feels like that was forever ago uh but i gotta ask Bryce. so you got you know i wouldn't say all of but a lot of your notoriety with the post-game videos did you what made you decide to start doing post-game uh after white Sox games what what got you into that was it just a place to just you know vent or fire off ideas how'd that start uh it's it, it Technically started with the Bears because I was, it was like three. I think it was 2018. 2018 on like Snapchat, I just like was bored in my dorm room and just started making like Bears videos post game, and uh, people started to like those just on Snapchat. And then so I started doing White Sox ones at the same time, basically like just bored in the dorm room. Let's talk socks, and uh, then I transferred it over to Twitter and it, it took off. So. That that's basically it started off basically as a joke in the dorm room because I was drunk and <laughs> it turned into this. So it's pretty good. That sometimes seems how the best ideas start. Yeah. I mean, if I, you, you had a great, I had the great setup there at Western games on all the time. And I was like, what else am I going to do? I, let's talk sports. And people liked it, got good feedback from just some assholes from high school and, so we turned it on Twitter, and I don't know, we're 5,100 followers now. So The rest is history. Pretty, pretty good start in a year and a half or so. That is uh, awesome. Like you said, they're, they're wildly enter- entertaining, but did you think when you started doing these that it was, anything was going to happen with it, or did you just do it for the hell of it? 
No, I was just doing it for fun. And I mean, I'm still doing it for fun. It's just people for some reason like to listen. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it started as like shits and giggles. Let's just see if this works. And it did. So we're just going to keep on rolling with it. And if people didn't, I probably still do it because it's just, it's fun to me. And it's like, even like you said, even if people didn't listen to like, you're obviously, a, you know, as big of a diehard as, as there is out there. It's a place for you to, you know, celebrate the wins and vent the losses. Like, like you said, even if no one's watching it, it's got to be a good place for, you know, a diehard like you. Yeah, it's a way for me, like, it, going back to last season, like, if it was a middle of the game, two o'clock game in May, I wouldn't, like, there would be no way to remember that, like, in October. But now that I have all these videos, I can, like, look back and find, like, the cool mo- moments from the season and look back on them, I guess. Oh, for yeah. sure. So, like, basically, like kind of predictions and stuff throughout the seasons, and like explaining this how, how what they need to do to get better and stuff. Like that's cool to like be able to look back uh, with your videos. Yeah, it was you like just... late July of last year. I said start placing your Luis Robert MVP bets for next season, and now everyone's hammering future bets. So <laughs> predictions work sometimes. So game gets over with you just, you just pull the phone out, and that's what happens. It's all yeah. on the phone. Yeah, pretty much. Just whip the phone that. out and selfie style video and throw it up sometimes it takes one take sometimes it takes 25 it just depends (laughs) (laughs) gotta respect it man well let's get into it while we're here the white Sox season uh kicks off uh right here this week what what are some things uh we'll get into some of the things you're concerned about here in a minute but what are some things that you're looking forward to the most with this white Sox team that a lot of people are picking to be playing deep into october and november it's the same as it always has been these pet it's just you're looking for these big name guys in the core to put up numbers and lead this team to a, a world series because that's what we're here for we're here in the world series window to win a world series you can't waste this opportunity and uh Luis Roberts is the best baseball player I think I've ever seen at least in a White Sox uniform he's incredible so I need a full 162 of him healthy because he's going to do unbelievable things Jose Abreu is arguably one of the most consistent first basemen in all of baseball since he came into the league. Tim Anderson's a superstar. The pitching staff, we'll see what happens. But uh, there's a lot of big names here that as long as they uh, can stay healthy, it's going to be incredibly fun to watch. Is it World Series or bust for you this year? Do you look at it, you know, here in early April and kind of look at it that way or just let it play out? Yeah, absolutely. I think – I think last year was the first year where it was like, okay, this team can make a World Series, maybe not World Series or bust because they hadn't won the division yet. But uh, now I think it's World Series or bust. Let's ride. Yeah, with the roster that they have, uh, with the talent that they have, uh, and the experience that those players already have in the league, uh, there's nothing you want more than a World Series with that team. And I I think – um, are they they their best odds at least to win the American League right now? Yeah, I don't know. They, what that is. I haven't met the to win the World Series at plus eleven hundred, and I think that's the only, the only team I could see them being behind. Maybe would be the Dodgers in World Series odds, just because talking from a National League team that that uh, Dodgers team is insane. Um, but what are your what are your concerns about this team? I think. Right now, it's probably the starting pitching because it's mm-hmm. you have Lucas Giolito, who is going to be what he is. I mean, he's incredible. Uh, you, you he could probably get a little better, 
get higher up there in the Cy Young votes. Uh, Dylan Cease, I'm, I think everyone's expecting a massive season out of him. Kopech, kind of a question mark. You don't know how uh, how much work he's going to get in there. Lance Lynn's now out till June, so that's a problem. I, I do like the Johnny Cueto signing, so that's good. Um, other than that, it's there's a lot of question marks past Giolito and Cease right now. So yeah, were you looking for maybe a, a little bit more? Uh, getting a little bit more out of some starting pitchers this offseason more than the, the White Sox went out and got? Yeah, I mean, I think early on in the offseason when Robbie Ray was getting thrown around, you wanted to go get him. You wanted to bring back Rodon. Neither of those happened. And then recently, I, I think they definitely could have beat out the Padres for Manaya, but uh, didn't make that trade happen. So, a lot of missed opportunities free agency wise or trade wise to try and build the middle to back end of this rotation, but we'll see what happens. These are our guys and we're riding with them. Yeah. At this point you have nothing. It's not like you said with the rotation or whatever, but I think with the, the offense, you can almost look over that a few games, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, it's if Dallas Keiko goes out there and gives up, I think I think he's not going to be as bad as he was last season. I think he'll fall somewhere in between last season and his first year with the Sox, and maybe be like a four ERA guy. But uh, <laughs> if he can if he can do that and keep them in ball games, we'll be fine. I, I, all these pitchers need to do three, four, five runs. The offense they're not going to drop ten every night, but they have the capability to definitely do that. Right. And, and then, like you said, to, you know, three, four runs, if you can keep it in there, like I, I don't think asking five or six every night out of this offense is too crazy to ask for. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like you was, said, there was points last season where they went through incredible dry spells offensively. So as long as those don't happen to where, where there's going to be slumps, but as long as those don't happen at the same time, the starting pitchers are getting their teeth kicked in then I think we'll be all right. Tread water until Lance Lynn gets back and then just absolutely skull fuck everybody. <laughs> um, you've... Go ahead, Boomy. I, so with all of, uh, you know, you talk about personnel, how do you feel like these uh, early, you know, spring training injuries, these preseason injuries, do you think they're going to have a long-term or do you think Lynn is about as, you know, obviously you don't want to have to wait till June, but do you think a lot of these preseason injuries are going to have a huge effect on the success of the White Sox this year? Or they're just going to be able to get through. I don't think so. I think it, I think it's last season. I think losing Eloy as long as they did. And then Robert going down pretty early on. I, I don't see that unless that happens again. Right. Rude. But I mean, I don't see Lance Lynn being out until June being a major factor here. I mean, it's not it's not like he tore his ACL. I mean, it's a meniscus. He should be able to bounce back fine off that. Um, the the one that hurts the most right now is Crochet being out with Tommy John. But hopefully yeah. the, the, the bullpen moves will hold up and we'll be all right. Is, no, uh, for just, sure. Is, I know it's only like – it's like two games, right, that Tim Anderson is suspended for? Yeah, for the first two games. Game, right, so Friday, Saturday. Okay, that's what I was I was thinking. Um how is the Abreu statue on top of the Bean construction project coming along? Well, 
and the the 108 tourney in the when I started doing the Twitter spaces to try and rally some votes, uh, the one for the championship game, White Sox talk joined it, and they're always tweeting that they've built the statue, and they they have their little mock up of Jose Abreu statue on the concourse, so they have step one done. And I was trying to negotiate a deal with them. I was like, you guys have step one done by building the statue. Let's work together, do step two, and move the statue on top of the beam. And they, they seemed to be going for it. They were tapping little emojis, threw me a follow back. I, I think we're making progress. Maybe, maybe that now I'm not up against a direct employee of their network. That Maybe, <laughs> maybe we can work something out and, and get this construction going. Love it. Love it. Oh, uh, so obviously with the season coming up, you know, the division, who do you feel? I, I think we've heard a lot, you know, the Detroit Tigers are still a little bit far away with Correa signing in Minnesota. How do you feel? What's the biggest threat to the White Sox this year inside the AL Central? I think it's the Tigers. Already? Uh, yeah, I think I think it's the Tigers. I think the Cleveland's going to suck. I mean, they have. Yeah. They have Shane Bieber and Jose Ramirez. That's that's what they have. And if you want to throw Classe in there, you can. But Cleveland stinks. Um, the Royals, they're they're sneaky. They got a bunch of gritty guys. I think their success basically depends on if Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be as incredible as everyone appears to think he's going to be. Uh, Salvador Perez, I don't think he's going to repeat what he did last season. So the Royals are probably the Royals are probably fourth place maybe third. I, I'd say them and the Twins are pretty interchangeable because the Twins starting pitching is not great. Yeah, well, it's funny you said about, you know, the White Sox, you know, and their offense. Like, everybody keeps saying, oh, Minnesota, like, that lineup's going to just smash. But, like, I'm like, has everybody looked and seen what Minnesota's pitching rotation looks like? Because it is incredibly bad. Yeah, yeah, their their pitching rotation is awful. I mean, it, it depends. Their offense, you never know, because everyone said their offense was going to do that last season, and then they just didn't. Yeah. So, if if they get the Twins' offense of two years ago, maybe they can compete. But I, I don't think I, I think the Tigers are the biggest threat. I think, and I think the Tigers are going to be a threat for a little while too. I yeah. mean, obviously, you know, when you're picking for one-one overall for quite a few years in a row, you're going to get some guys in there, and then obviously they go out and get Hobby, and then they just pick up Austin Meadows. Um, yeah, but I still think this is the White Sox division. He's not a hobby. And oh, okay. uh, I, I think a lot of their success depends on um, Casey Mize taking that next step. And uh, I, But I I like the way the Tigers are, are shaping up here. So I, I could see them the, – I think the Sox still run away with the division, but I could see yeah. the Tigers like nine games back in second place. Yeah, yeah I, I think I, that's I, probably fair. That was a perfect spot for Javi to go to with uh, Detroit. Not much media going to be on him too much, and he can just go play baseball at 11 o'clock pretty much every single day. <laughs> but, yeah, I think yeah, – you see that. I, I, think, I don't think that there's really going to be anyone this year that's going to compete with the White Sox. Um, they said a lot of teams are kind of working towards it. I mean, you said the Twins, decent uh, or good offense, but at some point somebody's going to have to pitch, and I don't yeah. think that they're going to – uh, have much in that category. Yeah, definitely not. So, Brian, I got to ask, how did you – were you born into a White Sox family? Uh, how did you become a White Sox fan, for those people who don't know? Yeah, I was just born into a White Sox family. 
My mom's a Cubs fan, but she also doesn't really give a shit about sports, so it doesn't matter. But uh, <laughs> yeah, my dad, diehard Sox fan, so that's that's where it comes from. Uh, I'll tell you that you raised me a Sox fan, and then I just took it to a whole nother level. So <laughs> you just set the foundation. I took what he started and one upped him by a hundred thousand. It has to I start somewhere, that. though. Yeah, I love that. What uh, where's your? So everybody talks about how good the food is at at uh, at the stadium. What's your? I mean, go to one one. What's your going? What are you going to eat at the stadium if you had the choice? One thing. One thing that's tough. I'm a big or maybe a couple. Big it's been a long time since I've been there, so I need some suggestions. I'm I'm a big elote guy. Those those never disappoint. The uh, on a on a hot summer day, the club sandwiches in 109. Those are incredible. They just added three new ones this year, so oh. we'll see if those are good. Um, and then they added the uh, the smokehouse place in right center last year, and those uh those brisket sandwiches were pretty fire. So. A lot of good options. Nope. Really? <laughs> yeah. You're enticing yeah. me to get out there, man. That's for sure. I like going to White Sox games just for the simple fact of the food. It's just, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you you can't go wrong with anything there. No, not at all. Um, but some it kind of a rougher subject, the Bulls. Um, what's your thoughts on them? They're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, they clinched a playoff spot, but it's it's not looking good right now. I mean, they stink. I mean, it, <laughs> going into, I think well, they got smoked by the Celtics again tonight. So that now it's one in 14 against yeah, the top four teams in the East. And that one yeah. win was against the Celtics when they were two and five. Is It's yikes. Yeah, yikes is right. It's and fake. Lonzo Ball, no more. Yeah. It's just like fake optimism, though, because, I mean, last night you clinched the division, even though it was on a loss. And the Cavaliers lose, so that's the only way you actually get it. Yeah, it's um, hard to get fired up over that. I mean, it's a good building step because this group should be together for a little bit. So it's a good building step to at least get to the playoffs. But, I mean, to clinch it on a day when you're losing by 25 to the Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> and you're slated to play them in the first round, it's it's not looking good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Or another yeah. team you could play, the Celtics just get crushed by two yeah i mean either way i'm expecting a pretty horrendous first round exit here but it's tough to have eyeballs to see red around here now yeah especially with lonzo being out um i really didn't believe it until i didn't he like put it right on his uh instagram so he kind of just confirmed it right away i was giving him a little bit of leeway maybe he'll be back for the playoffs but then when he said that i was like oh no that's Unfortunate, but uh, you you work at the United Center, right? Yeah, United Center and the for the Sox. How'd you get that? Um, my family runs the first aid company, Windy City EMS. That we have the contracts to the United Center and the Sox. So that is awesome. I know. Um, uh, you were at the Eric Church concert. My sister was at that. She said it was amazing. Yeah. That was probably the best concert I've ever seen. That was that was. A good I, one. I saw him in Bloomington. He puts on one hell of a show for just being him. Yeah, I don't know how the hell he does it, but three hours <laughs> continuous of no breaks was was pretty nice. I thought about how much money he must be making too, just going on tour by himself. It's just him, no opening act or anything. It's like, just but he's out there for like three, four hours. It's like I don't know how Damn. he's doing it. Yeah, that, they told us that he, they so for every concert they give us like a sheet and it's like the rundown of what times things are supposed to happen. So it'd be like this opener goes on at 
7.15, they're done at 7.45, next act, next act, whatever. It's just a timeline of events. And Eric Church was supposed to go on at 8. But then they told us that he does not take the stage unless 85% of the tickets sold have entered the building, which I guess they have a way to just track that as they're scanning tickets. And so he went on at like 9 o'clock and then just played until like, it was like probably like 11.50, just nonstop. It was incredible. Wow. That's nuts. Absolutely nuts. What a flex, though, that he's just like, yeah, I'm not going on until yeah, he's like, until people are in the seats, yeah, the stage is going to be empty. It's it's a baller move. I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not many guys can pull that one off. Uh, all right, Bryce. So I've got to ask you one other question, man. Outside of yourself, people you competed against in the 108 tournament, who's your favorite White Sox person on Twitter? Or maybe one or two or three, maybe. Who's your favorite? Out of the whole tournament together or just the people I competed against? Uh, we could go the whole tournament all together. Okay. I mean, you got to throw a White Sox Dave in there, but that's just by default. So mm-hmm. he's not even in the tournament. So he's, uh, he's, that's a given there. Um, I love Kenwell, uh, just the way <laughs> he starts shit. That's incredible. Uh, Buzz, I faced off against Buzz. He's, he's a funny dude. Um, Got to give a shout out to Zoe, fellow fellow Hickory Hills guy. <laughs> for There's sure, a lot of good people in White Sox Twitter. That's for sure. I have, I, I'll be honest, like we've talked. We're we're Cubs fans, but like knowing and you know being in the space a little bit, getting to know more and more Sox people. Like there are, like you said, there's some, you know, just really good minds that you know. It, it's every fan base, but like you see it more because it's it's right here and. You know, just as passionate as it comes and guys who guys and girls, you know, that, uh, you know, know the team like the back of their hand, like yourself. And it's always fun to see people who are passionate about something. And there's definitely a very good group of that. Yeah, I'm not deep into Cubs Twitter at all. Is it anything (laughs) near what we do or no? No, there's I mean, there's big personalities or whatever, but there's nothing like that. There could be a whole I don't know, really tournament out of it. Yeah. It's definitely I, not, and like I do have I, to, I do have to say that. I mean, there's not like, it's not like this big community per se. Yeah, like I, I follow there's... like the big accounts, like Dom and yeah, there's like Dom and Carl, Carl and stuff like that. But there's no like, there's not like a. I wouldn't say there's a community of 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 Cubs Twitter. Well, you guys are looking off a 128 person March Madness bracket. No. Oh no, I don't think no. that would. Uh... I don't, yeah, that's a good question. I don't, I don't think it would happen. No, yeah, I really, that would not be. If you, if you like, if Carl wasn't in it, I think Dom probably runs away with that thing, right? Yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah. That's our guy. But like, it just shows all, you. The, I mean, it just shows you like the loyalty of the fan base too, and like of your of the White Sox of White Sox fan base, and just like how crazy it can be in a good way. Yeah, I mean, we're a rowdy bunch. I mean, like, oh yeah, like it's, it's a, that, I, that's pretty much how it starts. I think you just well, yeah. See, that's the problem. Cubs, the Cubs fans can't tailgate. Yeah, we can't tailgate anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Sox are on the crackdown on that too. So we'll see. But uh, you guys are like for the most part, are there you guys like everybody in that tournament fairly gets along, or they're like you know fractions that you know like go off against you like a gang mentality, or yeah, I mean, how, there, does, how does that work? That, 
there's people that start shit, but I, I think overall the the normal faction of White Sox Twitter, at least the part that I'm part of, everyone seems to get along nicely. Everyone seems to love each other. It's like th- during the championship game, I was getting shit from like a, a subsect of White Sox Twitter solely because of my affiliation to Barstool. So there's like that version of White Sox Twitter who I've never engaged with once. They don't follow me. I don't follow them. They're irrelevant. And like they're throwing out subtweets because yeah. my affiliation to Barstool. So like there's there's that version of White Sox Twitter that I just stay away from because they're not my kind of people. So but other than that, I love everybody. So it's it's a good group. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining us here. Uh, guys, make sure you follow Brian on Twitter at Brian Knights3. Is there any other social medias you gotta plug, Brian? No, I'm pretty much solely twitter we'll see uh, as the season rolls along i might try to transfer it over to some other stuff just to build followings there but uh as of right now we're just we're riding with twitter right on and uh you know we've said like we're cubs fans but i wish you know no ill will on the white Sox. so other than the times that we play you this year good luck this season good luck with the post game uh and as always man thank you so much for joining us it was great having you on tonight absolutely thanks for having me Take care of Nick Madrigal for us. Oh, we will. And good luck. (laughs) We're going to need it, I think. Thank you. Thank you, boys. Awesome. Thank you to Brian Knights for joining us and talking some White Sox baseball. Um, I I know I've said it, I think, last year, but I I need to do everything I can, uh, you know, to get out to guaranteed rate this year. It's been a long time since I've been out there, so – um, and obviously he talked about it. I got some food I need to go try now. So shout out. Thank you, Brian, for coming on the podcast. It was great to have, uh, you know, one of the biggest Sox fans I follow on Twitter uh, on the show. But, boys, let's jump into it. We got divisional breakdowns. Who's going to win each division? Let's start off in the AL East. AL East. I'll go. I'm going to go with the Red Sox. I think the Red Ooh. Sox will win the AL East. I think it's going to be a really good division. I think just like the West, I think there's three teams that could compete for a playoff spot, but I think that it's the Red Sox division. I think that they made some great moves. All right, Maddie, who you got in the AL East? I'm going to go with Toronto. I think uh, that offense is explosive. Pitching staff's dynamite. They got Jose Barrios added to uh, that young stud Alex Manoa. They got, um, you know, Vladdy Jr. Vladdy Jr. just hitting fucking moonshots. Like, Bichette's a stud. Um, Gavin Biggio's pretty good. You know, they just got, like, Alejandro Kirk's a good young prospect catcher. Like, they just got talent galore. Um, you know, and I, it's one of those teams. I just – they're, uh, they're going to be hard to beat. I just think they they just come at you. I, I think all nine hitters are just going to be able to be a threat. So, um, I'm going to stick with the Blue Jays there. I'm also going with the Blue Jays. Uh, I think that, I, Matt, you nailed it. I don't need to say a whole heck of a lot because you are spot on. I think that, uh, you know, their acquisitions as well as, I think we're in like oh, yeah. two or three. I mean, they, Kevin Gossman, Matt Chapman also. I mean, it's like, you know, they, they were they were they were outstanding in the offseason with what they had. They got a good bullpen. It's, you know, I, I don't know. They should yeah. be really, really tough. But I do think, like you, like both of you said, I think it's going to be a tight division. And, you know, there's still, I mean, Yankees and Red Sox, I don't think they're going anywhere, you know, anytime soon. Um, no, no. And uh, you still got the Rays in that division. So, 
you know, we're not too far removed from them playing for a World Series. So Yankees still are gonna hit hit too. So yeah, it's, it's not an easy division to say the least. Absolutely. Let's move to the AL Central. Uh, Zach, who do you got taking the AL Central? White Sox. I think we probably all do. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be pretty unanimous. Only threat, in my opinion, I think. I think the Twins are dangerous, and I think Detroit could be sneaky good this year. Yeah, uh, that's why Brian had said that he thinks that uh, the Tigers are the biggest threat. And, and mm. you know, we've we've said about it. I mean, the Twins getting Correa, but we talked about it with Brian. They have no pitching, no pitching, and that's you, you're not going to win a division without pitching. Um, so I think I'm on the White Sox as well. Let's move to the AL West. Uh, Zach, who do you got? I had the Mariners winning Ooh. the AL West. I would love to see that. Would love to see the Mariners in the playoffs. I like I that do as well. I, I would love. I would love to be a, to go to a Seattle Mariners game. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I got, I got them too. I think uh, they have been talking about a team with another load of young talent. They traded for uh, uh, Jesse Winker from uh, the Reds too to solidify that lineup. They're, they're bringing up their young stud, Julio Rodriguez, to uh, begin the season playing center field for him. Uh, Jared Kalanick was one of the top prospects. He's back uh, in year two, so she should he should be a lot better. A couple good young pitchers they got. That Logan Gilbert's going to be a stud. So Seattle's dangerous, man. They're, and they're a hungry team. I, I want to not say this, but I do think the Astros are going to win that division. But I will give you a sneaky pick on a team that – I think could be a wild card team depending on health. And that's the Los Angeles Angels uh, going and getting Syndergaard. Um, you know, the big question there to me is can Otani duplicate? But God, I, I, there's some soft spot in my Syndergaard heart. Syndergaard's so soft, dude. He's so soft. But I can't I th- stand that guy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's long haired guys. I don't know. I like Syndergaard. <laughs> but, you know, I don't, he's I, I, he's a good I'm not saying he's a good that. pitcher. Yeah, these – if Otani can duplicate – and I'm not even saying duplicate because doing what he did last year I don't think is duplicatable, if that's even a word. Um, <laughs> but to be – to hit and, you know, if he can go out and, you know, pitch well, I think they're going to be a little surprised and maybe sneak into a wild card spot. Uh, let's move over to the National League, um, the National League East. Who do you guys got? Um, The Phillies. Phillies. I don't hate that pick. I have the Phillies. All right. They're very good. I'm going to go with the Mets. Uh, spend, spend, spend. I, Jake DeGrom should be back, like, probably midseason. You would you would assume Jacob DeGrom, Cy Young, multiple times Cy Young to come with uh, Scherzer. Talk about another team that's going to be hitting, too. Um, Starling Marte added to that lineup. Is, you know, big, big acquisition for them. Um, and I think, uh, I, I don't know, man. Scherzer is so like to be able to pair him with, with the ground at some point this season, that's going to be if a lot. When you can, yeah. Yeah. I think they will. I think, I think at some point you gotta like, you gotta be careful with the ground too, and maybe be a little extra cautious right now. Um, It'd be interesting to see if they end up bringing Conforto back. I don't, I don't know that they will or not, but um, you know he's out there still as a free agent. If he, if he's, um, you know, I don't know what his health situation's like after that kind of came out some news that he was hurt like in January. But I don't know. I think I'm going to go with the Mets. I'm going to go with the Braves. Um, 
I know, you know, World Series champs, but I mean, losing Freddie Freeman, uh, everybody kind of looks at like, oh, you know, that's such a, you know, a huge loss. And it is, but picking up Matt Olson in the same breath, I mean, I think that this team still, you know, got a lot of firepower. Um, and it, it's going to be a really good division. Um, if I wasn't going to pick the Braves, I was also going to pick the Mets. And also, Matt, I love that pick because I, there's something about an owner that is willing to do whatever and spend whatever. Don't throw money at anything. It's not. Yeah. I respect that so much. And um, I, you almost kind of find yourself cheering for a guy like that because you're like, man, if our owner would just throw. I know, you know, man. It'd be so awesome to have an, an owner of your team that does that. Yes. I couldn't agree more. Uh, let's move into the NL Central. Zach, get us lead it off. Cubs, they're going to be a miracle team this year. I love it. I love the optimism, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun to have. I'm, I'm going to go with Milwaukee. I think their pitching rotation is just electric. With Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, it's just you know good bullpen. Um, That's who the Cubs get on opening is. day. They get Burns yeah, on opening day. It's always nice to have yeah, on a cold that day. That team is... That team's uh, very, very dangerous, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm also on the Brewers, uh, mainly because I can't bring myself to pick the Cardinals for anything. <laughs> um, I hope they have a horrible season. They finish in the last place for, like, the third time since 1900. So, um, but, yeah, I, like you said, Matty, I mean, Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, you still got Hater at the back end of the bullpen. I mean, it, they're going to be solid. They're going to be a really good team. Uh, let's move to the National League West, arguably one of the best divisions in baseball. Zach, who do you got? Dodgers. I don't know. Unless they have some injuries, that team is unstoppable. That's fair. Dodgers. Same. Zach said it. I agree with everything he said. Just for parody here, I'm going to throw another one out there. I think the Giants are going to duplicate what they did last year. I don't know how they did it. They don't have the most talent in the world. Um, but I think outside of the Dodgers, I think that the Giants are going to give a little bit of uh, a concern. And, and I wanted to pick the Padres, but it scares me not knowing how long uh, Tatis is going to be out. But they're still – I mean, they just dealt Manaya. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely the Dodgers division to, to win, unfortunately. So, um, real quick before we move on, uh, World Series champion prediction. Off the top of your head, Zach, who you got? Dodgers. I know that's that's an, probably a lot of people will be picking that, but I mean I don't know who can beat them. That that lineup is insane. If they don't win, something's wrong with baseball, in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not like not... in a bad way. What I'm saying. I'm just saying that like if that if that lineup can't win a World Series, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Maddie, who you got? World Series champ. I. I've got one future out, and it's on the Dodgers. It's they're so there. There's no hole. They've got like nine good starting pitchers. They've got like ten good relievers. They've got like thirty-eight solid hitters, and they've got one of the best farm systems in baseball. It's it's unreal what they're doing. And and you want to like hate their organizations? Yeah, and and then they go out and doing it all the right way. And then did you see like? They signed, I can't remember, was it Tolls? They re-signed him so he could c- continue to get his medical insurance because he's having, um, like, some mental health uh, counseling issues. And he hasn't played since, like, 2019, but they re-signed him 
so that he could continue to, you know, get the help that he needed. It's like, you want to hate a team that's that good, but like, they're also doing things off the baseball field that you're like, okay. Uh, you know, you don't, you can't hate them for that. Um, I'll go with the Blue Jays. Blue Jays are going to shock the world this year. I might, I'm going to have to get myself a Blue Jays hat. Um, not super confident about it, but I just didn't want to pick the, the Dodgers. But uh, they're going to shock the world this year, and Vladdy's going to hit 53 home runs. So, um, at least. Uh, but that's our predictions. Uh, before we wrap things up, as always, we have the TCF Top 3. And in honor of opening day today, we've got our personal favorite Major League Baseball logos. Uh, no Cubs or Sox here. Um, so, uh, who wants to get us started? I will go first. So I have the Boston Red Sox. Old school logo. Love it. I have the Pirates. That's just. That's a good one. It's a cool one. Like, it's just, there's a lot to it. Um, And then what was my last one? Oh, it was the Rockies. Yep. Those are like three really good picks, Zach. I like the logo. Um, like I said, for me, it's the visual part of it. I like what it looks like. Yeah, and, and like you get you get a nice mix here. You get the traditional with the Boston one. You get the kind of new era with, uh, you know, the Rockies. And then you get kind of the, you know, out of out of regular color splash with the yellow and the red and the pirates, you got to love the baseballs crossing with the, with the Buccaneer on it. Those are three solid choices. Maddie, what are your top three? Uh, I got the Orioles with the, uh, the, the bird, that guy. Just leave that. That's like the perfect it is the perfect filter. Just leave him up for me every time. Now that's perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you're not watching Toronto this, go Blue to Jays. YouTube. Check this out because Matt is now the official <laughs> logo of the Orioles. That's so I, I am the Baltimore Orioles at this point. Uh, staying in the same division, Toronto Blue Jays. That's another good bird. Great another one. great, great bird. Um, and then the uh, – San Francisco Giants, the one with the baseball, the, the Giants sprawled across so, it. This um, is what I got here. Top notch logo, top notch font. Yes, that that's the logo right there, minus the background, which is outstanding. I'll keep it. Um, <laughs> but I like that the, the, the Giants splayed across the baseball. Like that's sick. Yeah, those are also very good choices. <laughs> that's so funny. That's awesome. Oh, man. Uh, good choices, Matt. Didn't know you were such a big bird guy until now, but uh, great choices there. Um, <laughs> remember, it was me versus the bird. It was me versus the birds for a long time in the back. Yeah, I came to a truce with them. You became what is a bird. It? What is the the old Batman? We'll clothes? see. Like it's fucking like... summer's coming. It's yeah, gonna be I'm gonna be Elmer Fudd back there here soon. <laughs> oh man. My three are, uh, I love the Seattle Mariners logo. You got the compass. Um, the color scheme is phenomenal. Um, just a big fan of the blue in, I guess, like, is it teal? It's not teal, but it's in that family. Um, big fan Teal-y. of the Mariners. Teal-ish. Teal-ish. I like that. Um, and then I also have the Diamondbacks. Um, now, I know their new logo is not 
everybody's favorite. But uh, to me, you know, you get the, the kind of the whole family here. And I still don't think it's that bad of a logo, if we're being completely honest. Which it's one a good is color. It? The Diamondbacks. Oh, sorry. Is this the one? Is this what you like? Yeah. So I love the like rattleskin looking or rattlesnake. They have multiple, like the old school one from like when, um, was it Tony Gonzalez was playing for? Yeah. Yep. Was that so, his name? Or yep. was it Luis, Luis Gonzalez? Luis Gonzalez. Yep. Luis. The yep. purple, the purple, uh, Diamondbacks was the best, I think. Purple, so, light green. purple, light purple. Yep. So I'll be honest. I think outside of Cubs hats, I own the most. Uh, the the team that I own the most of is the Diamondbacks, and most of them is purple variety. Um, but even this one still, uh, you got the uh, the almost like the snake looking thing uh, that, or what am I trying? The tongue looking thing the, of the, the snake font is cool too. The font is great. It just and like. A lot of people complain about the color scheme, but that is a great Arizona color scheme in my mind. Oh, yeah, mind. it's red. That's what yeah, it, it all makes sense. Uh, I like that one. And then also give me the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, I like this you, is my favorite one. That's the best I one. They, I don't know if they use this one, actually. Uh, yeah, they do. They they brought in a throwback uh, two seasons ago, three seasons ago, maybe, where they still use this one. But that is phenomenal. You get the multiple colors on it, and then you get the beautiful stingray there. Uh, that is it, in my you know all time favorites. Um, any other ones that we missed here, boys? <laughs> if you're out watching this on YouTube, then you don't really get what just happened there. But yeah. Um, Matt is officially a bird. Maddie, the big Orioles fan. Who knew? Uh, so I got to ask, this got brought up on the Dog Walk podcast. More like who knew. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> My God. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals logo. I personally, I will not buy any Cardinals hats or Brewers hats. Uh, nope. But the St. Louis Cardinals logo with the two birds sitting on the bat. Where do we feel about that? It's kind of cool. Hell, fuck them. Whatever. Gross. <laughs> Matt, th- you guys are the would two never exact wear parts it. of I would my never brain. Wear it. I would never wear it. It is a good logo. With the baby blue, it's a good color scheme. The baby blue and red. Also, this I feel the same with the Brewers. Like, the glove with the M and the B on it. Like, I, I it's a cool logo, but, like, I will never buy one. Yeah, I would I would never buy one, no. I would never Expos, wear one. Expos is the GOAT. Yeah, I, that's fair. And I love the old school Marlins. I couldn't bring myself to put the Miami Marlins because this is my Marlins logo here. Um, I, I I just I hate their new logo, their new color scheme, everything about it, the Marlins right now. Uh, but any other ones we forgot, boys? I mm, think that's about it. Well, thank you for joining in. That was episode 132. Big thank you to our guest, Brian Knights for joining us on tonight's podcast. Make sure that you check him out at Brian Knights three on Twitter. You can also find us on Twitter at typical underscore Chicago. Uh, We're on Facebook and Instagram. Give those pages a like subscribe to the YouTube page for all of our content in video form. Uh, Subscribe rate review, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, check us out there. Uh, follow Zach on Twitter at TCF and Maddie at schools underscore zero one. You can find me at BoomyTCF. Shout out to our sponsor, Connect Roasters Coffee. 
make sure to check them out and get yourself loaded up on coffee for the baseball season. But that was episode 132 of Typical Chicago Fans. We love you all. Peace. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.